Looks like Yokes is trying him out on defense. He's taking Alan out. Yo! Come on, let's see. See what happens. It might be all right. Yo! It's okay. You're okay. You're okay. Yo! Don't you take out my son! He's getting beat like he stole something, Mr. Bosley. You just stay out of me, girl. He's just getting beat. That's all. I'm Yo! Welcome back. This is going to be the week two matchup breakdown for the Whiskey Dicks podcast. So happy to have everyone back. Joshua, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I'm ready for week two. So am I. So am I. What's the Thursday slate this week? Uh, Panthers and Buccaneers. Wow. That actually has the makings of being an absolutely miserable game. Yeah. Like it's going to be super gross. That could be so bad. Yeah. But we'll kind of jump right back in here. Quick recap of last week. Talk about there was a trade uh, since our last podcast. Couple uh, early season, we'll just call them takes for now. And then we'll jump into the breakdown. But going into last week, uh, if I'm going to crown a champion, Josh, do you want to crown him? You had to play him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to say congrats to MG. um, And I want to say, like, losing never feels good. But when you lose by that many points and you look at your lineup and you realize you could have played a perfect lineup and there's no way you're catching them, it doesn't hurt as bad. And that's just through experience of me losing so many years consecutively. Congrats, MG, 169. That might, I don't know, is that the most points that's been scored in one week? It is the highest total that I can recall. It is absolutely unreal. I do not believe there was a lineup in the league, if started perfectly, that was going to eclipse that. It was pretty outrageous although there were high scores this week uh, it wasn't wasn't that that didn't happen like people in the 120s 30s plus but mm-hmm. that that takes the cake by far um the sacco if i could give it to two people i would but unfortunately someone did win that matchup and it was not joe he was by far the worst of the week he needed his defense to get him a point maybe a point plus or something like that and they went negative and they just tanked for him yeah and I think it was you that called it at around the one o'clock games, maybe when the four o'clocks, I couldn't remember, but we were talking and you looked at the score and you're like, you know, this has the making of just an ugly, low scoring affair where Ryan squeaks out a win because this is a classic Ryan Lachey victory. Classic Ryan win. That's all. It's all he does. My man, it's maybe it's an art form. Maybe he actually does know something we don't, but year after year, it's no longer a joke. It's, it's a fact. He plays yeah. the best fantasy football defense overall that I've ever seen in my life. I know. I, I And I obviously uh, play the worst, so I just – I need to figure it out. Like, I need to know what he does, that, and I need to try and incorporate it. I don't know how it happens, but I'm super jealous. Just ask him what he eats. Ask it like, get the whole regimen going. Maybe, maybe you got to start from scratch. Get on the ground. Maybe. I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'll just stalk him and, and we'll find out. Yeah, it's simple stalking. Everybody does it. Yeah. Obviously. We'll go into uh, the trade that also happened. As I'm sure a lot of you know, it was talked about pretty heavily in the group me. I traded Antonio Brown to Ben for Aaron Jones, Will Fuller, and OJ Howard. What were your thoughts initially, Josh? That is a lot. For, for Ben, valuing Aaron Jones as a first-rounder, and then trading him after a week one in which he played the league's toughest defense. I couldn't tell if he was uh, overreacting or if maybe it was a mistake that he picked Aaron Jones that early. But uh, for one for one player, anytime you trade three players for one, I mean, A.B. definitely has the potential to, to be great in, in New England, but I felt like it was a lot. 
and then obviously with news breaking today that he's uh, raped and sexually assaulted uh, a woman a, a couple times, uh, that is uh, got to make Ben feel uncomfortable and it's got to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, um, definitely kind of a roller coaster of a trade. Uh, ben shot me off the trade. I accepted. No words exchanged. I was like, let's do it. I had already had AB all offseason, won it off the ride. Definitely liked the offer. And then the more I'm reading and the more I'm watching TV and the more you're sitting through the weekend and then the way the Patriots performed in week one, I'm just sitting there like, what if I got fleeced? What if Antonio Brown is top five? What if Ben's a genius? And I was just too quick to jump off that. Maybe I should have given him a chance. And then I was trying to like talk to myself what would make this okay in my mind if he was a wide receiver one but not top five would i feel like that's okay yada yada just plenty of post-trade regret but then also times it's just like he's off my team i have some some good guys that can definitely go into my lineup we'll be good to go and then after tyree kill got hurt i was in the dumps i was like fuck me i've like my wide receiver depth is is shot um, I have more running backs than I can start um, and everything like that. And then once this news came off, I was just like, cool. Okay. This is for the real reason that I got rid of him is I wanted off the ride mm-hmm. uh, because the way historically how something like this works in the NFL, he's probably going to play this weekend. He's probably going to play until something comes of the investigation. And if they do, if it does go to actual trial trial and he has to be in court, he can still play during that too. Um, that is up to the league's discretion whether he does or does not play. And I would assume the Patriots will not hold him out of play because they plan on paying him a lot of money. But yeah, first trade kind of starting off with a bang. It wasn't anything small, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it sent, uh, I mean, just anybody who uh, wanted to see the reaction from everyone, uh, check out the group me because I'm pretty sure everyone had a comment in there about the trade. Um, and it, it definitely it definitely woke us all up. Yeah, the the season started because after the Thursday night game, I wasn't sure if it did. But we'll uh, speaking of the season, one weekend in the books, half of us won, half of us lost, half of us are undefeated, the other half are tied for last place. Josh, go ahead and and talk to me about what you're thinking. Let me just ask you a quick question. Sure. When you're looking over the teams and where they stand after week one. Where should Dan's head be at right now with his quarterback depth? Dan, it, I don't think it's an overreaction to say that he needs to absolutely uh, get new quarterbacks. Now, I don't think Trubisky is going to consistently be that bad. I think he's going to have good games, but I think that is that last week's game is just in the it's in the range of outcomes for Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, he didn't light it up last year. Um, he had stinker weeks. You, you you hope that he runs more, which isn't. I mean, yeah. I don't know. He he's wild because in, last year he threw I don't know how many touchdowns against Tampa Bay at home, and it like broke a record. And then you know he had he had games where he's just really bad, and he proved at the very least he's inconsistent. Uh, definitely wouldn't want that as my number one option, but. In Dan's case, and to me, that is the number one option because then you look at a guy like Kirk Cousins who uh, oh, would have God. scored just as low, if not lower, if it wasn't for the uh, one-yard rushing touchdown that he had. Um, yeah, which, which I don't even know how many he's ever even in his career, but one right. had to have probably doubled the total. Yeah, I, I don't know either. And, and the biggest reason that I'm concerned about Kirk Cousins, obviously I took Danny on the water bet, the reason I was concerned <laughs> was because all off season, you know, they bring in new coaches, Gary Kubiak, they want to run the ball. That was the reason why he's he's going to help work with the offensive coordinator and they're going to figure out a, a way to effectively run. And then and then in the preseason, uh, you're hearing reports Dalvin Cook looks good. They really want to run the ball. They really want to run the ball. Uh, week one, they ran the ball. And everything that you heard in the offseason, the preseason, was accurate. They, they wanted to run. They were able to run, so they did. And Dalvin Cook yeah. looked really good. There's not a reason for them to need to pass. It was a perfect game for the Vikings. Every yeah. week, that's their goal, to basically never let Kirk Cousins throw the football. That's it. Yeah. That's all they want to do. And that, I, I, don't, I don't want that quarterback at all. Right. 100% when... when their ideal situation is to have Kirk Cousins do what he did last week, 
Uh, like if you ask Mike Zimmer, how did Kirk Cousins do? He'll probably say he did fine because he did what we asked him to do, which was run the ball, like literally hand yeah. the ball off and get a one yard rushing touchdown like that. That's not going to get you fantasy points. So I wouldn't be surprised if I see Dan end up with a new quarterback here soon, whether he picks him up on the waivers, whether he makes a trade. Uh, I'm calling shenanigans on the quarterback duo that he has uh, I, right now. I would be surprised if he doesn't have a new quarterback because how could you not? How can you just the, – neither quarterback – well, Trubisky didn't pass the eye test. Kirk Cousins was fine. He's just not going to get the opportunity. you got to get rid of them all. Yeah. Um, Josh, is the worst team in the NFL the Miami Dolphins or is it the Cleveland Browns? Ooh, I got to tell you, this one. How erect were you when they were getting wrecked? I have been against the Browns for a while now. You guys all know I'm in the Cleveland area. I have a pretty short commute to work, but I do listen to the radio. And I do listen to sports talking. Oh, man, all offseason. Browns going 11-5, and five, going 12-4. Uh, and four. How far oh. in the playoffs can they get? Uh, where oh, do you God. rank? Rank Baker Mayfield is he is he better than Deshaun Watson? Yeah, is he better than Carson Wentz? Yeah, is he as good as yeah. Pat Mahomes? Basically, like all of this <laughs> stuff that I heard on the radio that I truly, I mean, I thought it had to have been a joke, uh, oh but they were a hundred percent serious to watch him get wrecked the way that they did uh, against the Titans. It felt good, and uh, obviously, I'm, I'm still sticking with Miami being the the absolute worst team in the NFL. But uh, the Browns are in for a rough season. I, I uh, in our predictions, in our locked and loaded, hundred percent, I said Browns going seven and nine, finishing yeah. third in the division. Um, I may have been too high on that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, mm, I don't know. Um, as as I'm assuming the majority of you know, I'm a Packers fan, but my whole family's Brown fans, and I do pretty much root for them every week. I I do root for them, so that was pretty rough to stomach. The only silver lining. I will say is all of their wounds were self-inflicted. Um, they had the most offensive penalties of the weekend with nine, nine offensive penalties. They were missing three linemen. Uh, they started the game missing two and the other one gave some <laughs> lay down drop kick on someone's chin. Uh, what a way to go though. I respect that. Well, what was wild was he, he didn't even just throw one foot. He wanted to make sure he hit something. So he threw both feet. Yeah. Like he, the double daddy. Yeah, and he, he dropped them the both. Time, but his the second one caught caught right on the chin. So yeah, and honestly, I respect that because it's like so many guys get ejected for throwing a punch at a helmet. I'm like, you're the you're just not only are you ejected, but you're an idiot. This guy got a foot under the chin. I was like, you're ejected, but I can respect that. It was an effective shot. Probably yeah. he he landed a blow at least. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's it's a it's a really tough look for the Browns. Um, as me and Josh both say, the Titans are the worst team in the in the National Football League to watch, and they weren't that week. The game was pretty miserable, but it wasn't the Titans' fault. You know, it, what's crazy is they blew them out. But I think even even with the Browns doing all of that, the Titans couldn't blow them out until Baker Mayfield threw pick sixes. Like even oh yeah, even then. With all the turnovers and everything, it was like they are basically giving you touchdowns, and that's the only reason why the Titans even got a lead up to there. Because it was, I mean, through three quarters, it was still a relatively close game, and there were already plenty of penalties, and I'm pretty sure the tackle got kicked out before then. So, yeah, uh, not for a lack of trying to blow the game. The Titans really did their best, but uh, they, they couldn't screw that one up. Yeah. All right, and then uh, kind of lastly, before we jump into the breakdown here, Josh, two questions. Let me get them both out before you answer. Is the NBA the NFL now, and are the Patriots the Warriors? Yeah. So we went from an NBA that had been controlled by a dynasty to now uh, a free-for-all. Uh, it could be the most exciting the NBA is going to be uh, coming into this upcoming season. Meanwhile, uh, the NFL is as boring because it does seem like we're all playing for second place. Um, if AB does actually play this year for the Patriots they looked that good Sunday night that this that there's not even a point I mean they they could go 16 and 0 they could go 19 and 0 it's uh, a wrap. if they lose to anyone I'd be I'd be shocked the the biggest thing that's that's scary about the Patriots is I'm higher 
it, assuming AB plays, I'm still higher on their defense than I am their offense. Yeah, they, I think they, their defense is phenomenal. It is, and they they do this so well. Where like Jamie Collins is a perfect example. He's a linebacker for the Patriots. He started off there, and when he was having all of the success in New England, uh, he hit the free agency market, and the Browns end up and paid him. And I, I I don't know if he was traded to the Browns and then signed a big contract or how exactly it played out. Uh, but when Jamie Collins got paid for the Browns, he really wasn't that great. Like he mm-hmm. was he was a capable linebacker, but wasn't anything to brag about. And so he gets through the contract. I don't know if he got cut or was in free agency or whatever. And the the New England brings him back on a on a team friendly deal. And now he looks like he did not lose a beat. Like I don't know yeah. what it is about their system that makes players it, it figures out their strengths and it puts them in the best position, but he looked great. Um, the, the secondary was Stephon Gilmore. I mean, we, we knew that that guy was a beast to begin with going into the season. So there was nothing really in a question mark there. And then I just, just all around, it was a dominant performance. It was on, on a team who, who is at least well-rounded projected to make the playoffs or at least finished about 500. There's no reason that a team uh, like the Steelers should get blown out in that way. It's one thing if in the end they lost by two scores, but but for it, I think it was like thirty three to three or something outrageous. Yeah, for that to happen is just an absolute deconstruction. But they Superman gets the kryptonite this week. Who knows? The line's only at like nineteen and a half. Dude, the the, the this is this is where it's absolutely wild. So the Dolphins are. Not much better than the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, <laughs> and in the same breath, Tom Brady's least amount of success in his entire career has been against any uh, team in Miami. I- any team, it doesn't matter. In Miami, it's something with the warm weather and the beaches. And I don't know. I, what. I, bet I don't just, know if the team just goes out and just parties so that they forget. Yeah, no, that they him, have and, a game. him and Giselle just like bounce around do a bunch of coke and get high on orgies, don't sleep at all in the night, and then he wakes up and he's like, it's fucking Miami, I can play. Yeah, and and even at 42, he's still doing all of that. So uh, Correct. Good for him, but also... Hey, Tom's a family man when he's not in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like... <laughs> Fam- family stops when you hit the city limits, baby. Yeah, it's it's their getaway vacation. I get it. I, I, I appreciate it. I can respect it. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? Like... We talked about it before we hit record on this, but we've been dabbling, or at least I've been dabbling in some gambling spreads yeah. here. And uh, this is one that I can't touch because, I mean, 19 is a lot of points. Miami looked that bad, but it is, it's just, I can't, I can't, I can't bet on that. It, I mean, it's the highest NFL spread I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Which is, yep. which says a lot. If, if not a lot of you are familiar with spreads or the NFL and and what they historically look like, if you're say you're favored by like ten or eleven points, ten and a half, that's enormous. That yeah. is insane. Right. Um, the NFL and probably because of the way like the vetting process of all these great players who come through college, not even some of the good ones make it into the league. All the all the teams are filled with such talent mm-hmm. that the end score line by the very end, people rest their starters. People still uh, score a couple points. Everything's within two scores, mm-hmm. and obviously we've all noticed the blowouts. But statistically, that's where they lie, and that's what Vegas takes into account. So, uh, nineteen and a half is just outrageous. It's it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, I have these flashbacks, and this the last thing I'll say about it, where like. I, this almost ha- I want to say it happened last year where the Buffalo Bills got absolutely destroyed by the Ravens. Um, they looked just incompetent. There was nothing good, and then they played the Vikings the next. And they week went to Minnesota. It was yeah. four. It was like a fourteen and a half line, and I was like, "That's wild." And then right. they skunked like, that's them. That's a big spread. And then Buffalo ended up and won that game. Held them like scoreless. It was like seventeen zero. They Buffalo. Buffalo end up. I want to say Buffalo end up in one because I I remember. Thinking, oh no, like, Buffalo did win. Not yeah. only did Buffalo win, they I'm pretty sure they covered the spread in reverse. Because because Josh Allen jumped over Anthony Barr, something like that, like <laughs> yes. jumped over the linebacker, like just did crazy stuff. And uh, you just it's I don't know. I, that's what that's what this game reminds me of. And I don't. I, yeah. I just can't believe that the Dolphins even have a chance to win this game. But I'm terrified. Yeah, well, if anybody out there is feeling a little froggy, 
did check the money line. Uh, for those non-gamblers, that's just betting someone straight up, not against the spread. Um, and the Dolphins are plus 562. Actually, Zach, uh, with Do you all have a different respect, line? I believe, I believe that's the Cardinals spread that we were talking about prior. Uh, I've oh, got Cardinals plus, Ravens. God. Yeah, I got plus eleven hundred on the. My Holy bookie. shit! There's a chance. Oh no, I you're right. That was down. the Cardinals Ravens spread that we were talking about earlier. Plus eleven hundred. Yeah. If you're feeling, if you're feeling a little, little frisky, a little Look, what's ten dollars, right? Yeah. You put down ten, you get a hundred and ten back. What's ten dollars? What's ten dollars? Just don't order that cocktail. Get a PBR, like a true yeah. American. Exactly. Come on. All right, that's enough of uh, us trying to convince you guys to be a bunch of jamblers out there. We will go straight into the breakdown. We're going to start with 404 Team Not Found. That is Alex Crouch at 0-1 against, and also Pete the Cat, which is a weird continuation of last year's team name. If you don't know his team name from last year, then it definitely doesn't make sense. Uh, That is Joe at 0-1. Two 0-1, someone is going to start their season the exact way they do not want to. Give me some thoughts, Josh. Well, I got to be honest. I think if I'm Alex, you you got to feel pretty good just because of how bad it was for Joe, right? Like that was a brutal outing. You got to think that even if he improves his team, you still got a fighting chance there. I don't know. For Joe, I, I don't know what, what's wrong. I, I don't know what you do in that situation. You put up one of the lower weeks and I, I mean – you know, obviously there's free agency period and there's trading that you can do to try and better your team. Maybe it was just all one fluky week and everyone's going to be dominant. I don't know. Uh, looking at these teams, I, I think I'd still lean Alex for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I'm looking at him just off the top, we, I mean, we touched on Tom Brady at Miami. Should be a great matchup. There is a chance it's not. <laughs> there's a chance it doesn't work out. Um, but even excluding that, I just think across the board, uh, Alex at least has guys who I like. I very much trust to be a part of the offense and what they're doing. With what Joe's got in there right now, like I'm unsure. Like Ted Ginn Jr. is definitely not reliable, although there's really no one that he can put in to be more reliable. He's got the Geo and Joe start. I'm assuming if Geo's rolled out, I, that'll help one of them. Um, but honestly, if Joe's going to play, he might want to play them both. And that's bad that's very desperate you don't want to play both running backs on the Bengals, right uh when i look at when i look at alex's team there's there's just a lot of promise uh promise on there he's got four wide receivers in there right now that's never the dream because wide receivers tend to vary a little more than running backs that being said none of them look bad uh they're all guys who i trust to be involved in the offense to me Especially based on what we saw last week, this one's a this is like a quick no brainer. I I almost like I feel bad spending too much time on here. Is there a, is there a world where you would pick Joe? So like game scripts have to go kind of in a way, and I don't know. Like Tom Brady could very well easily torch Miami, just like yeah, Lamar sure Jackson. they cover the spread and he pops, yeah, and he just torches them. Uh, Joe Mixon's healthy or. And, and kind of to your point, if Joe Mixon's ruled out and you can have just play Geo and know that you're playing a starting running back, uh, that would be fine. That could be um, a 20-point week. I don't know about Howard at Atlanta. I mean, maybe he gets goal line work in that game. Uh, Odell, you know, if the Browns bounce back, he's on the road, so they're going to need a big game out of him. I don't know. Edelman, he's the most confusing person in this uh Antonio Brown acquisition because I, I I don't know I don't know what his role is going to be uh, Josh Gordon Edelman Antonio Brown uh, in this one maybe they all feast again it's Miami but down the stretch someone's got to lose something somewhere and I'm curious to see how it plays out um, I mean there's a chance there's always a chance it's fantasy football but um, yeah I, I mean just, when when I, I when I look at his roster. People who performed well last week, like an Allen Robinson, Mitch threw the ball 43 times. Like, th- I trust that Matt Nagy's not dumb enough to have that kind of imbalance in his offense. He wants Mitch to be efficient. He Mitch is not a volume scorer, that is for sure. Yeah. Um, so I do think that hurts Allen Robinson. Uh, Julian Edelman, the more mouths to feed, it, it 
that's worse for him. Odell, I think, will have a good game. I think Cleveland's going to come out with something to prove. Um, and if anything, they're going to jack the score up. So I think that's better. We talked about the Bengals and things like that. Unless Joe is a big waiver waiver wire week, I don't I don't see a chance. So much of uh, Alex's roster is just very solid. There's not there's not a ton that I'm like oh, but this guy obviously has Saquon and he has Julio, huge guys, heavy hitters. Those are the guys that you want. And what's surrounding them is just very like solid talent. No one I'm writing home about. Definitely all guys who have a chance that they could pop a little bit, but the inconsistencies there. But overall, I mean. It's definitely Alex. Yeah. 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 I I hundred percent agree. Yeah. We don't we don't need to spend too much more time on that. We'll go right into the next matchup. It'll be boy dog Edward, which is Charlie at one and against the Sin Sin Hattie Bungholes and Alex Fear at one and One of these teams is going to be tied for the lead after this week. Josh, talk to me a little bit about this matchup. I like Christian McCaffrey. Cool, and I think that's it. Um, who are you picking? I know I'm kidding. Uh, keep going, keep going. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I just I think it's a great game for him. I I could be very wrong, but I, I doubt it. Uh, meanwhile, he's got a couple running backs. Charlie does that are uh, actually a couple of players in general. That Houston, Jacksonville, three guys uh, in that Duke Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Leonard Fournette. I don't see that being a ton of points scored, which worries me. Uh, obviously, he's got the wild card that is Lamar Jackson. Was week one a mirage because it was Miami, or is Lamar Jackson the real deal? Mm-hmm. We get to find out. Keenan Allen is going to torch Detroit. Uh, Waller is as safe a play as you can have. Cooper Cup is going to feast. Sammy Watkins is going to feast. So Charlie's got players. Uh, I think the X factor for him is that Houston and Jacksonville game. Um, if that is if they if they score points on both ends, um, Charlie could have a really big week. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to kind of give a little insight into that particular matchup, the over under is at forty three point five. Definitely nothing crazy high there. Um, but the predicted score is Texans twenty nine, Jags twelve. They're expecting a pretty pretty heavy ass beating, so to speak, which is understandable. Uh, Jacksonville's offense, I is. Their quarterback that came in, who looked majestic, who looked incredible. My man. Not necessarily his play, but like physically, looked like a guy that yeah. I want to bet on. Yeah. It's it's hard to say how they're going to do with him on the field. And then when you have Houston, I mean, they got into a shootout with New Orleans, who I actually do believe has like a, an above average defense. Right. Um, I would tend to agree with the line. And I, I do think there's not going to be a lot of points there left over. And that definitely... Makes me worry about Leonard Fournette a lot. Uh, Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, that is a a mix-up of a backfield. I think Duke technically got more shares of it last week, but Carlos Hyde looks super good, super efficient. He's been on the team a little less, so he's going to be one more week integrated. That looks really strong for him. Now with Hunter Henry going out, Keelan Allen kind of gets a boost. Uh, Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins, like we could, they could both score. Both of them could not score. Who knows? Uh, Charlie's team, I, they, they have every ability to win this game in my mind. And then when I look over at Fear's team, uh, the Kenyon Drake and the Deshaun Hamilton scare me a little bit. But everyone else I do really like. I think he's got a great defense. They both have a phenomenal defense matchups. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's This one's going to be really tough. Are you leaning any particular way? So... Conventional wisdom, and I know my conventional wisdom, not anyone else's, ah. would be that that Charlie's my the areas that you talked about the Houston Jacksonville game is really Charlie's concern. Everything else, I think, is very favorable for Charlie. Uh, when I look at Alex's team, Baker Mayfield did not look good uh, in uh, at home against Tennessee. I think the Jets' secondary is probably a little easier, but he's also on the road. McCaffrey is going to feast. Derrick Henry is a wild card, as always. I, I don't believe in him, but at the same time, he keeps proving me wrong. So, like, you know, uh, Austin Eckler just feasted against Indy. Uh, who's to say Derrick Henry can't do that as well? In that same breath, can T.Y. get loose against Tennessee? I don't know. Uh, I like the Bengals this week, so Tyler Boyd uh, should get plenty of work. But you're right. At the end of the day, I don't see a world where Drake or Hamilton – have big games, and I think that this particular matchup, it's going to be that close. It's going to come down to 
uh, two players I don't believe in. So I'm going to pick Charlie. Yeah, obviously we don't talk about who we're going to pick before we kind of get into this. Um, but I'm, I'm going Charlie as well. For some parody, I was hoping you were going to choose Alex, but but you didn't. And I don't know. Kenyon Drake and Deshaun Hamilton scare me. And Derrick Henry and T.Y. Hilton to me are both wild cards. Uh, week ones look great for them, but those are two teams that I have a lot of questions about. Um, that, as the season goes on, probably two, three weeks in, after after this week and next, I, I'll have them answered. I'll probably know where I stand on them. But for right now, they're too unsure. And it'd be one thing if you have, like, the Panthers going against Jacksonville and we're trying to bet on DJ Moore. Uh, against like Jalen Ramsey or something like that, but it's DeAndre Hopkins. No one stops him. He'll look just fine. More targets to the wide receivers because Hunter Henry's out. I just think there's there's too much talent on Charlie's side of the ball, and I definitely think Lamar Jackson's the real deal here, and Arizona is much more of a pushover on defense. So I'm going to give the nod to Charlie as well. Moving on to the next matchup, we will go into Juicy Smooch. Mmm, so juicy, which is Ryan at 1-0 versus Fleece or Famine. That is Dom at 0-1. Uh, this is our first matchup where the records are a little different. So we can we can maybe get some teams that'll that are gonna start the season one and one, no need for panic. Or we could we could get some teams who are who are leading the way and some teams that are burying their opponents. Josh, go ahead and give me some thoughts on this Ryan Dom matchup. I I mean Ryan should be 0 and 1. Let's just make that very clear. Okay. Uh, We haven't really addressed that. We kind of shat on Joe a little bit, but both of those teams should have lost. Yes. Without a doubt. The problem is when I look at Joe's team now, it's very obvious why he should have lost. When I look at Ryan's team now, I can see a big rebound. Yeah. I think we both talked about it. Uh, Sony Michelle is going to have a much bigger role this week at Miami. I, I don't see how they don't get him the ball at least 20 times. And he'll probably have 100 yards and a touchdown. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. I actually think both of these teams rebound some. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ben Roethlisberger won't get you as bad as he did last week. Not a chance. Um, I'm curious. I mean, there there are some some things I'm still curious about. But if I'm picking one, it's got to be Ryan, actually, this week. Uh, I don't know if that's contrarian or not. But, I, I mean, Sony Michelle is going to be a beast. I think Mike Evans... Does some sort of rebound. I don't know what that rebound is going to look like, but uh, Robert Woods is, I, I think, and you want people in in that game, in that matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of points to be had. He has Latavius Murray and Robert Woods. I think both will be just fine. Breida against Cincinnati. If there's one area of the defense that I probably hate the most as a Bengals fan, it's the linebacking core. So I think running backs can have success there. I'm, I'm going Ryan. Yeah, when I look at these two teams, uh, it's funny. The The day after the draft, me, you, Ryan, my father, we all went golfing. I told Ryan I really liked his team. When we did the draft breakdown, I told Ryan his team's garbage. Um, and now when I look at it, like, kind of all for the same reasons, I'm like, no, yeah, this is why I like that team. It's very balanced in depth of wide receiver and running back. Um, especially now that Matt Breida kind of pans out with the whole Tevin Coleman thing, and then Carlos Hyde looks really great. Uh, it's really hard to kind of doubt that he's in a very solid position. And the fact that he was able to squeak away a week one win with having Devonta Adams and Mike Evans combined for like five or six points or or however terrible that outing was for them. He's got to be ecstatic. He's got to be rolling into this week. I don't know. I would be feeling great because he knows that is not what his team does. Or at least I would believe that. When I look at Dom, I mean, he's got, Marquise Brown in there. He's got Valdez Scantling in there. He's got DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs. There's just some rough sights out there. Uh, for me, the only way Dom wins this is if Le'Veon pops and the Bears defense gets him like 27, both fully possible. Uh, a Joe Flacco run offense is nothing I want to bet on. And the Bears, even though they lost, the Bears defense did their job. They, they did everything they were supposed to do. Oh yeah. If you hold, if you hold a team to 10 points, you should win the game. And they did. Right. So as much as, again, I'd like to kind of switch things up. And maybe that's just because we're early into the season and we don't have as many takes or people haven't hit their bye weeks. So maybe it's a little more consistent from our perspective. But I, too, uh, I'm, I'm going to take Ryan here. It doesn't this one doesn't seem that hard either. No, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard. Like you said, Dom's got a couple of rookie receivers out there that 
I mean, Marquise Brown could absolutely just burn Arizona and do exactly what he did last yeah. week. And last week was a great game. Metcalf Metcalf was running the right routes to burn the Bengals. Yeah. He catches the right ball. He could he could do it too. There is a world right. where it can definitely happen. But if I'm if I'm gonna pick someone that I believe in, it it's not gonna be that kind of team. Correct. We're gonna need to see more than one game before we can jump ship. Yeah, that's fair. We'll go into the next matchup. It is going to be ACT free since 2010. Weird Flex Ben at one and O versus Ram Ranch. Really rocks. Luke at zero and one. Just so everyone knows, uh, Luke obviously shared his Ram Ranch uh, video, so everybody could really understand his team name. And Josh and Luke had a nice discussion on Sunday about how much Ram Ranch really rocks. So at least Josh understands where Luke's coming from now. Do you think that's fair to say, Josh? Makes all the sense in the world now. Now I get it. All the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, if, oh if it's okay God. with you, that's all I want to talk about with 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 that title, with that name. Yeah, I, I actually kind of got a little speechless because I, I had not <laughs> looked at Luke's uh, picture for his team, which is yep. the Ram Ranch Really Rocks dude, and it's currently Ian's face. Just just pulled it up. That um, is striking. Yeah. Did did he do that? Oh, Ian's never looked better. What, no, did did... Does I mean is he going to change it for Ben's or because is he just a week behind every week? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully he listens to this and he'll he can be aware of what we're talking about here. (laughs) But I'm all for it if this is what this is going to be this season. I was going to say maybe it's just Ian all season like that. That's not a bad look either. I'm just I'm just curious. I'm here for that. Maybe a different (laughs) Ian face every week. I'd like that. Yeah, I mean I'd be a fan for sure. Yeah. Okay. Ben versus Luke though two players who perennially do not really do that great except for one is one and oh one is oh and one ben squeaks his win out has an entirely new team he's rolling out there the the people ben traded away didn't do anything for him and he still got a win so now he's rolling into this week without at least what was last week's dead weight and he's playing an absolute wild card in antonio brown uh he's got he's definitely got some talent on the roster but then he also has no one in his flex and the roster's and the roster's locked so he's kind of fucked there give me your thoughts josh my thoughts are I know he likes Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay, and maybe throughout the season they'll sir they'll they'll do him well. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, Mark Ingram obviously tore it up against Miami, but it's Miami. Like we have to understand that he's going to play NFL teams and not college teams. And when that happens, what what's the offense going to look like? Yeah, I don't even think Arizona is that tough, uh, and they are at home. So like maybe he has another good week. I I don't know though. I mean, I like Kamara in a high-scoring affair against the Rams. I like Kamara. Kamara passed the eye test. That man looked unreal in that Yeah, game. his balance is some of the craziest balance I've ever seen from a running back to be able to get hit. And, I mean, it's strength, but it truly is, like, balance. Like, I don't know how you get knocked and your weight goes one way, but you, like, can adjust yourself so that you are still up and running. Like, it, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, from a pure talent perspective, Saquon is Saquon. He's got those giant quads, and he looks great every time he touches it. Christian McCaffrey right. definitely looks like he's on steroids. But Alvin Kamara just looks looks like the most athletic person I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, he's just just it's 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 fun to watch. It really is. Yeah. Um, Damian Williams at Oakland. Oakland doesn't scare me, uh, and I, I think. Uh, not after their big win? No, I mean no. <laughs> no. You you beat you beat Joe Flacco and I know I said don't sleep on the Broncos but apparently we can. I that's week 1, who knows, maybe they'll get better. No, Kansas City's offense still Kansas City offense. You want a piece of that. I like Wentz at Atlanta. I think that game has the potential to be a shootout. Um Mike Williams may not play or maybe injured. I'm not really sure what that's going to lead to, but uh, again, if if the Eagles Falcons game's a shootout, Alshon Jeffrey will be fine, and I think Freeman will be uh, okay. He's definitely playing guys in in some pretty high-scoring matchups, in my opinion. Um, I would be worried about his defense going against New Orleans. But other than that, I think I'm going to take Ian. Yeah. Um, I think I will get a little – no, I can't. No. No. <laughs> I, on, I, I was like right – I was. I, I know. I was going like top down on the roster. I'm like, wow, yeah, okay. No, I think I can go against you. And then I saw Sterling Shepard and empty. And I looked at his bench, 
And it's just like, unless he's buying out someone for something or doing so, like he just doesn't have the depth yet. And yeah. maybe it'll take like an injury here or this there to sort out his his bench on the waiver on the waiver wire, but he's just not there yet. And Antonio Brown is way too much of a question mark. If this was Antonio Brown two weeks from now, you could convince me that he doesn't need the depth. But right now, first week into that offense, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman still there, still very healthy, much better rapport with Tom Brady right now. So uh no. Unfortunately, I got to go for Luke, a team that I've liked from the from the jump. And I think if his wide receivers can perform, uh, which I think they're all, all in a good position to do so, I think he'll be just fine. I don't I don't worry about his running backs, quarterback, any any of that sort of stuff. I think he'll be all right. So I think we're both going with uh, with Luke there. Uh, we will move on to the next matchup. It is I am full Chubb Zach Chubb Brand at zero and one versus uh, Free MG. That's MG's team, guys. At uh, one and oh, what a what an interesting matchup, actually. I think this is uh, one of the ones that I think will be closer than people think, given last week's production by both teams. Who who are you looking at here, Josh? So it's hard for me to take 169 points to the face and think that MG is just outright going to win. <laughs> but, I mean, I think you're right. I think he's got some pretty interesting matchups. Um Looking at it across the board, I still think I'm leaning MG. Obviously, Pat Mahomes can light it up. I expect the Browns to use Nick Chubb more. I mean, it was it was criminal how little I feel like they they really it was insane. Didn't use him to to his potential. Tariq Cohen always a wild card to me. Thielen got in the end zone, but if the Vikings are doing what they're supposed to be doing, uh, we don't know how many opportunities it's going to lead to. I mean, I'm going. I think I'm going MG. I think uh, I think his team is is pretty well rounded. Uh, Michael Thomas, Kenny G. His flexes are wild cards, but they're they're high upside potential there. Uh, and his running backs are solid. Jacobs, Cook. I mean, I think the biggest question mark that he had through three quarters of last week, Kyler Murray looked terrible. Uh, yeah. But in the fourth quarter and overtime, looked way better. So. Um, if he can get uh, consistent play out of that position, I think he'll be fine. And maybe I'm doing this for the sake of something different, but I think I'm going to go Zach Brand this week. Hey, um, there we and go. one of the big one of the big reasons why is that last thing that you touched on. Kyler Murray through three quarters was like seven for twenty one and forty nine yards, and it looked it was bad. It looked very bad. Yeah. Um, their offense couldn't do anything. It was top to bottom. It looked rough. And and what's his name came out after the game was like, oh, well, we just I was being like too tricky or overcomplicating things or however he worded it and said that he just kind of simplified things and they had success. Well, yeah. Also, Detroit went into prevent defense for 15 minutes for some reason. They, well, they were up 24 to six. But for 15 minutes. Listen, you I'm were you were having so Detroit much success before as many times as they did. I mean, did you even see like literally up until the last play of the game? Like the Cardinals could have won that game. Five yeah. seconds left in the in the overtime, and Stafford threw a pick or almost should have thrown a pick. Like they were throwing the ball all over the field, uh, which I mean they have the talent to do so. They've got the weapons, but they did not play like they had a lead. They played like they were behind. Um, and yeah, you don't want to be in a pre-fan defense for fifteen minutes, but um, I think they did let off the gas pedal a little bit for sure. Yeah, and I just think Murray only looks so good, and a lot of it was garbage time. And I think that Baltimore, the way that team's run, is they they're going to put you away, and they're going to put you away hard, and they're not going to not release. And now I don't think Kyle Murray's going to have a bad game, but I think Kyler Murray will will probably not eclipse twenty points. Whereas I think Pat Mahomes is going to have what is one of his better games of the year. This is a three four touchdown game, plenty of yards. I think he's more going to the top there. I think they're going to utilize Tariq Cohen a little better. Um, and and I think that that Green Bay is going to take big notice of the way um, that the Vikings played in week one, and they're going to commit a lot to stopping the run. And to me, that just says Adam Thielen feast. I think from the get-go, if you're going to have any sort of snap reaction, if you have to play the Vikings in week two, it's like, well, let's see what happens if they can't have their way on the ground like every play. Let's mm-hmm. let's make Kirk Cousins be a quarterback. I and then I, and then I don't know. And I think the rest of it can kind of sort itself out. Uh, I think Christian Kirk can can be fine, even though I don't think Kyler Murray is going to do a ton. I think he will have success, and I think a lot of that will come maybe through uh, Christian Kirk. I think Zach Ertz has a big bounce back game 
it was something that he was under underutilized almost all game, and a lot of those targets went to Deshaun Jackson. But that's not how that offense is set up. They know what they're doing. They know where they find success. I bet Zach Ertz scores this week. Um, I just think everything's kind of positioned well there. Jarvis Landry looked good for what he was doing on the Browns. For them, it's all about having a bounce back, bounce back week, and I think they can do that as well. Uh, Zach's just got to kind of clean up that Jaguars defense. I think as long as he does that, we'll be fine. But unfortunately, he can't because of Master's lock. But it doesn't matter. I'm still going to take Zach. We need some parity in here, and I'm tired of picking the same teams, and I think this is the matchup I want to pull the trigger on. Sure. I'm happy with it. All right. We'll, we will move on to, do we do your matchup or my matchup? Who did we do last week first? Do you remember? Uh, I was first last week, I believe. Okay, then we'll go my matchup uh, first. This week, I believe I have it written in the Google Doc here. Got True Risk It, True Get the Shitty Team Name. Dan, 0-1 versus the champ is here. Myself, 1-0. Josh, I will let you uh, speak first on this matchup. Well, Zach, uh, lineup's locked and you have zero running Damn it! in the game. So Fuck! You're already behind the eight ball. Um, Can I make it up, though, with what I have in? Maybe. So <laughs> you have uh, some boomers here with Curtis Samuel at home against Tampa. Look, I have no idea how that game's going to go. Uh, as a DJ Moore owner, I currently haven't benched because it could get out of hand just that fast. Uh, in which case, does does DJ Moore catch a touchdown in the first two quarters? That was the way I was looking at it. Uh, I could be very wrong. Maybe it's closer, and maybe uh, the receivers go off because Tampa Bay is not a very good defense or not a very good secondary anyway. Um, or team. Or team in general. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller, obviously, uh, big play potential. Got some work last week. Uh, only two catches, but, I mean, still 7.9 points. It's just how he rolls. Uh, the fact that he wasn't in the end zone was the only confusing part of that because I feel like every time he catches at least one touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, your boy, mm. uh, tore it up, uh, has a matchup against the Chargers. I don't know how it's going to go, but they clearly like him a lot. Uh, you got a case of the Beasles in there for, oh, for some solid. It's contagious. Uh, listen, if there's one way that you can beat the Giants, it's by playing offense. So, um, <laughs> correct. So, really, you can beat them any way you want. And I think Beasley will be just fine. Looking at your what you could have put in your lineup for running backs, uh, some tougher matchups. Uh, obviously, I like Eckler a lot. I'm assuming because you drafted him pretty high that Carson is going to be in your lineup. I think at Pittsburgh is an interesting matchup. I kind of expect the Steelers to bounce back at home a little bit, but it uh, doesn't mean Carson can't get used. It's, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be as easy as against going to Bengals. And David Montgomery, the usage there may have been the most confusing of the week, or at least one of the most confusing. Do, does, does Chicago learn their lesson? I think we'll see. You obviously have other options. LaShawn McCoy, who looked good in the limited touches that he got. 81 yards on 10 carries. I mean, that's mm -hmm. pretty productive. So I think, uh, and you got Aaron Jones, who I, I completely forgot that you had a trade. Minnesota's not a very good matchup. But um, looking over at Dan's team, I mean, what's not to like about Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley uh, until Todd Gurley loses his knee? Uh, Zeke's at least playing. And that matchup should be, I think they'll both score points. I don't like Trubisky. I think at Denver's a very difficult matchup. I think he, if he doesn't change his quarterback, then that's just a very bad play. Godwin, again, they're going to be behind. I at least think they will. He was able to get in the end zone last week, despite Jameis throwing it to the wrong team more than he threw it to the right team. There's always that chance. What is Josh Gordon's role? We said it about Antonio Brown. We said it about Julian Edelman. We can say it about Josh Gordon. Um, that game could get out of hand fast. Austin Hooper, mm, sure. D.D. Westbrook, okay. Larry Fitzgerald, who had a great game. I mean, that guy just always, always looking, looking young and spry for as old as he is. But at Baltimore, like you touched on, may not be the, uh, the ability to light him up. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm leaning towards you, and I don't even know what backs you're going to play. Sorry, Dan, but you have to, you have to upgrade your quarterback position. And you don't have as as favorable matchups as I'd like. Now, I could be wrong about your running backs going. I just don't know about your receivers right now. Yeah, my my honest thoughts this week. If Dan doesn't play a quarterback other than Trubisky and Kirk Cousins, I feel pretty confident. Um, both of those guys are matchups that I, I just don't like for either of them. 
Um, I think if Vic Fangio defense in Denver has any sort of bounce back, it will be at home game two against a quarterback that they don't like, don't have to worry too much about, about him just beating them through the air or him doing anything crazy. I think as long as they shore up their, their run defense or focus on that, cause that's where Oakland burned them. Um, I think their secondary can, can take care of business there. Zeke definitely scares me. Uh, cause if Zeke goes off, I don't know if Dak goes off. So there's, there's kind of a give and take there. Todd Gurley doesn't scare me at all. Malcolm Brown out snapped him in the red zone. Malcolm Brown just kind of ate into anything that could be good about Todd Gurley. And if you combine Brown and uh, Hawkins and not Hawkinson's Darnell Anderson, Daryl Henderson, whatever his name is, <laughs> if you combine his shares and Malcolm Brown's, I mean, it was pretty much 50, 50, 50, if not more into the way of against Todd Gurley. Um, so I like that. Uh, he's got a Thursday matchup and so do I right now. That's kind of a crapshoot. Uh, just like we said, Sony Michelle would feast. That makes me think Josh, as long as he doesn't find the end zone, I think I'm fine. Austin Hooper. I mean, there are, there's better tight ends out there, but also like he had a lot of targets in his past game. Just, they weren't, didn't amount to anything. And I don't know if that's because they couldn't handle what, what, uh, Minnesota was bringing their way. So he was kind of checking down to the tight end a little lot or, or what kind of happened what have you, but uh, I, I don't really know there. D.D. Westbrook, kind of wild card. Larry Fitz, I think, will will probably do pretty well. Vikings, playing a defense in Lambeau is always kind of a risky play, but they are a good defense, so so who knows. But I don't think he has the, any sort of depth there that I'm like, but if he puts this guy in, I'm afraid. That definitely doesn't exist on, on his team right now. Obviously, I'm going to pick myself. Uh, I definitely won't even start the rest of the players. I don't think I need to. I think I'll have it uh, well taken care of. Um, but no, overall, I think Dan, the early signs by the Rams are pretty worrisome if I were Dan and he definitely needs to kind of shore up some quarterback play and and find a way to get some depth on that roster. He's got some tradable parts. And I know since he lives in Columbus, I'm sure everybody over there is just talking to to one another. (laughs) So, so I would, I wouldn't be surprised if his roster, Ryan's roster or Alex's roster changes between now and game day. Oh, a hundred percent. Uh, but we'll both pick me. I told Dan that there is honor in losing, which, as we all know, is completely ridiculous. But there is, however, honor in making a loser feel better, which is what I just did for Dan. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. And then we will make our way over to your matchup, which is going to be Kareem punting women, Ian, who is 1-0. First, he'd beat Luke's beer mile, which is Josh, who is 0-1. I will sort of lead the way on this one since you are the one uh, who is actually playing in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Although I will, I'll just ask you a quick question before I say anything. And I just, just give me a quick thought here. How do you think your team performed week one? All things considered, uh, I think they performed okay. I put up double digits it wasn't triple digits but i i had some stinker plays in there as well some guys really looked well and some guys didn't and i'm gonna have to try and adjust accordingly so i think i think i'm a middle of the road team right now i i think that's a super fair assessment um and that's kind of how i was looking at your roster going in this week there the biggest thing was you had some stinkers that were kind of guys who you wouldn't uh, typically expect or guys that you would expect to perform better come next week. Um, unfortunately for you, Aaron Rodgers, tech, I, I would say it's technically an easier matchup than last week, but it's by no means an easy matchup. Right. Um, at least he's going to be at home against a, an easier defense. That's like the best way I can put that. He'll probably outscore what he did last week, but he's not winning you a week. David Johnson, I think I like. If that offense does click, if something does happen out there, he'll be a beneficiary of it. Carryon Johnson is scary. Uh, CJ Anderson was getting some goal line looks. It was That was so dicey for me, and I don't know if it was because they had so much success in other aspects of the game, but that was super, super nerve-wracking. Um, but kind of when we get to the bottom here is where I, I like the plays of your roster. I like Amari Cooper. I like John Brown. He seemed to be a, an important part of the offense. Mark Andrews, big target for Lamar Jackson. I do like Chris Thompson this week. If guys isn't going to play Adrian Peterson, those, those hands only hold switches. They don't hold, they don't catch footballs. So he's a, uh, I think Chris Thompson's going to get all the passing work and a, and a couple extra carries out there. Rex Burkhead puzzles me. I, we've voiced this. 
pre-podcast, but I don't know if that's the guy I'd go with. Um, I personally do like DJ Moore a little better, but it's your choice. Roster's locked, so it's no longer your choice. Um, right. But then when we take a look at Ian's team, it's I think it kind of underperformed, but did it? James Conner, I think, could have a huge week. Marlon Mack, is that actually real? And then Matt Ryan, if Case Keenum can put up numbers, so can he. I think all three of them are going to have big weeks out there. Brendan Cooks, is it his week? Tyler Lockett, is it his week? Those are kind of wild cards there. If he can shore up uh, his tight end situation and maybe hit the waiver wire and get get a better flex play out here, I would be inclined to, to look his way. But in the end, I, I got to go you. Um, I think top to bottom, I like your flex plays more. And when it's this early in the season and you don't know where things are really going to line up, I'm just going to count on count on what I know from last year. And, and I like the, uh, the studs that you have with all that, all that considered. So I'm going to go you, what are your, what are your thoughts going into this matchup? Are you worried? Well, so here's the thing I feel about how I did when I was going, uh, last week against MG, I liked his matchups. I talked about, I think the Eagles Falcons game is going to, uh, be a high scoring one. So Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley to me are good plays. Um, I think, Brandon Cooks in that matchup will will thrive. I mean, we watched Austin Eckler, or I'm sorry, this is Marlon Mack. No, I got the wrong teams, but um, I was thinking Austin Eckler tore up uh, the Colts, but yeah. uh, it's actually the other way around. Nick Chubb, who could have easily torn up the Titans, um, Marlon Mack. I don't know. Maybe that's their maybe that's their identity now, where he gets torn. Curious. I have no idea. I agree. I think Connor bounces back. Jack Doyle is not going to do anything. Tyler Lockett, uh, you talked about DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett had one catch for 44 yards and a touchdown in classic Tyler Lockett fashion. Just happened to score, yeah. Is that going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. It's a true wild card. Uh, Ronald Jones, I know he looked better um, than than the other Bucks running backs. I just don't know what that means. And uh, I actually think Cincy's offense looked pretty good. I know San Fran's defense held up, got him a couple picks against Jameis. Not to say you can't intercept Andy Dalton, but uh, I think the Bengals' offense <laughs> looked pretty good. Yeah. So with all of that said, I'm obviously taking myself for because it's me, and I'm incredibly biased. I just I don't love my matchups. Like you you hit it on the head with Rodgers. Uh, David Johnson scares me at Baltimore just because, I don't know, that, that could be a tough defense. We, we really didn't see a true test to Baltimore, so I don't know what that defense can, can do um, because it was a JV offense. Um, as far as the other guys go, yeah, I mean, I, I, they, they got a chance to succeed. I think, I think it's relatively favorable. I got Rex Burkhead in as my wild card uh, to match his Ronald Jones wild card, so we'll see. Gosh, uh, gosh. wait. We'll see which awful. running back can uh survive the the trenches and uh i don't know i mean I, i'm obviously taking myself but it, it wouldn't surprise me if ian put up a, a 150 points just to keep the trend going yeah no i think it's safe to say we're both going to take you here and that is actually going to wrap us up for this week hopefully we kept it uh nice and concise i know i reached out to a couple of you guys mostly today and i sent that message in the group me it was kind of last notice um, but if anybody does have any interest being on the pod, we do record on Wednesdays. The time can be flexible with some heads up. So if you have any interest and you know a good Wednesday that is coming up for you, let us know. We ideally would like to to make it someone whose storyline from the previous week kind of makes it good going into the next week. Or if me or Josh plays one of you guys. All those things are something that we would definitely consider if multiple people would like to come on. Um, outside of that, Josh, do you have any thoughts for the people? For those who uh, lost in week one, uh, I'm right there with you. For those who won in week one, congrats, but it's still a long season. Uh, and if anyone wants to uh, throw some trade offers my way, I, I was slightly tilting. I've, I've, I've tilted less uh, over the last couple of days. If I go 0-2, I'm pretty much going to have a fire sale on my whole team. So um, just, <laughs> just be ready for that. You, you love to see it. Um, other than that, though, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. Believe in yourself, there's power in you. Have faith in your dreams and they will come true. There's much you can give if you do your part. The choices you make should come from your heart. So believe in yourself, because there's nothing you cannot do. If you believe in yourself, dreams can come true.
No!